Welcome to the Golden Age of Cardboard podcast, where we remember a time when stacks of cards were held together with rubber bands and Mickey Mantles were put in bike spokes. We hope you will enjoy and reminisce as you come along with us as we tell stories about the baseball cards from the Golden Age of Baseball. We will examine the state of the vintage baseball card market and talk to some of the greatest collectors in the hobby. You won't be hearing us talk about any chrome or shiny cards here. Now, to take you on this retrospective journey, here's your host, direct from the shallow end of the gene pool, my son, Mike Moynihan. Yo and hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Golden Age of Cardboard podcast where we talk vintage baseball cards and sports and all kinds of stuff. And it's funny because today uh, is a kind of interesting episode. It's going to be a pretty short episode because I'm going to ask for some help from the audience, some help from you guys, uh, and I'll get to that in a minute. But first... If you're watching on YouTube, I am clad in my Texas Rangers gear. The Cowboys lost. I am turning the page on football and ready to be excited about the baseball season that's upcoming. Uh, you know, hope springs eternal when there's a new baseball season and everybody's optimistic and everybody starts zero and zero. And so it, the, the Rangers stand to be improved. Uh, are they going to, you know, win the title or who knows uh, what I'm learning through these last few uh, you know, decades, probably really, but even most recently, I've been reminded that no matter what fan or team you're a fan of, only one team gets to win the championship, whether it's in college football, college basketball, baseball, NFL, you name it, only one team wins it all every year. And the rest of us are going to be at least in some degree disappointed. And so uh, we all get to learn to live with disappointment sometimes. And that's okay. I am excited about baseball season. And kind of the kickoff to that for me is when they announced the Baseball Hall of Fame elections. Last week's episode was on uh, who might get in and going through the ballot and all that kind of stuff. And that was great with my friends, uh, Frank and Chris and Jake. Uh, but all very passionate guys about the Hall of Fame, as am I. And I'm, I would call myself a big hall guy. I, I view the Hall of Fame as a museum that chronicles the history of baseball. And so to me, it's important to, to represent that, not just the absolute ultimate greatest players, but a, a just well-rounded representation of people who have played the game. And so I'm, I'm happy Scott Rowland got in. Is Scott Rowland a guy that I would vote for? No. Uh, am, but am I upset that he's in? No. Uh, so I, it was a good day yesterday that a new player was inducted or elected, I should say, to the Hall of Fame. And next year's ballot looks really interesting. I think Helton gets in next year. It wouldn't shock me if Billy Wagner gets in next year. And I think the only surefire, uh, there's two main guys that are newcomers, Adrian Beltre, Joe Maurer, and Beltre is the only surefire guy to me, the first ballot guy on that, which will be great. Uh, my idea would be to ideally I get to go to his induction. I've never, I've only been to Cooperstown once. It was an absolutely fantastic experience. If you've never been, 
it is like Candyland for baseball fans. And so it's one of a kind. It's so unique and so special and awesome. I would tell you definitely to go. I want to go again. I think the Adrian Beltre induction weekend would be a perfect time to do that. So I've never been to an induction weekend. Like I said, it'd be kind of cool to experience that chaos that I am sure is there. If you've been before during an induction weekend, put a comment down below. I would love to hear you, uh, your experience and hear from you on that. Okay. Um, that's the hall of fame. Why? Oh, I'm going to do something else next. So many of you guys are great about reaching out, whether it's certainly on YouTube comments, but on Instagram, which my Instagram is baseball collector, Mike, uh, you can reach out there and people do. And it is amazing. Probably four or five times a week, I get a message from somebody telling me their story or part of their story. No one can tell me all their story, but part of their story and hearing people's collecting stories is such a joy. There's always common threads that I seem to identify in people's stories, but we all have unique aspects of that that make our experience, you know, this one of a kind journey that we've been on collecting cards and loving the game and all these things. And uh, recently I had uh, someone reach out and say, hey, Mike, I've got some stuff I want to send you. Uh, can I do that? And so I got that package and I rarely, you know, on here show my cards. Like I, um, in terms of like how I collect and you guys, you guys see me talk about sets and talk about all kinds of stuff, but you don't necessarily see me show stuff like this often. And, and this is a great opportunity to do that. Cause this guy is a podcast listener. His name is Chris. And he said, Mike, he wrote me a note. I hope you can find space in your collection for these cards. Keep up the great content. I will, Chris. Thank you. And he sent me some seriously cool stuff. So I got, uh, he knows, I guess he listens a lot. I, I love Diamond Kings. I got an 83 Donruss Diamond King of Jim Sunberg. He sent me an awesome Mrs. Baird's kind of oddball Pudge Rodriguez card as a Rangers fan. I love this. This is a squirt. Uh, this is what, 1982, I think? Yep, 1982 squirt. Do you guys remember these? Like <laughs> Alan Trammell, Hall of Famer. Love it. I love the Drake's cards from when I was a kid. This is 81 Drake's, I think, of Reggie Jackson. I love those Drake's cards. I always felt like if I got a Drake's card that I got something special because it wasn't your usual top stuff. It was something different, even though it was printed by Tops and looks just like Tops on the back, or at least similar to Tops on the back. He sent me this awesome 1980 uh, Kellogg's 3D superstars of Fergie Jenkins Hall of Famer. And then he sent me a ton of awesome autographs. And so let me just kind of get these in some semblance of an order that makes sense. Um, he sent me a ton of Ranger stuff. I mean, this is so cool. And it's appropriate that I'm wearing my Rangers gear tonight. He sent me an 81 tops Charlie Huff. He sent me an 82 tops. Mario Mendoza. And if you don't know who Mario Mendoza is, you should. He's who they, the, uh, the phrase is coined hitting below the Mendoza line. If you hit below 200, that's the guy it's named after. And he had a small stint with the Rangers. Uh, Lynn Barker, 1978 top signed, a 77 top signed Toby Hera, one of the great Rangers of all time. 
Love that card. And two of my favorite Rangers of all time, certainly from the olden days, no doubt, but he sent me two 1981 tops. One is Buddy Bell and one is Jim Sunberg. Absolutely awesome Rangers stuff. He sent me a couple of other things, an 81 tops Bill Madlock, who I believe should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, definitely cool. Like all these 81 tops, those are so cool. An 82 Fleer Raleigh Fingers autograph. And two, uh, well, I thought there was two. Maybe there's not two. Just one. That's okay. Uh, this awesome card. I, I loved this card when I was a kid. 83 Fleer, all-star infielders, Robin Yount, Buddy Bell. And I loved this card because one of my Rangers that I loved was like pictured with this awesome player, uh, Robin Yount. And it's signed by Robin Yount. So that is awesome. And last but not least, he sent me a 1983 True Value White Sox team card of Tony LaRussa signed by Tony LaRussa. I mean, <laughs> this is just greatness. And the, the funny thing is, and I've, I've said this a lot, like none of these individually are, are valuable cards. And yet Chris said, you know who's going to appreciate these is Mike. You know who's going to love these is Mike. And there's not a, you know, it's not about the value. It's about the enjoyment and the memories and their, you know, these great players and players that are close to me. That is the connection that we get to make in this hobby that I think is special. And I think it's unique and it's something we should all cherish and enjoy. And the real reason that I wanted to do this video uh, or this podcast today is because I wasn't prepped for a full episode. I've had a really crazy week at work and I did want to get an episode out this week. I didn't want to just punt. I have some great things lined up going forward, but this episode is my 99th episode of golden age of cardboard. That's really cool. And that means that the next episode is 100. And to me, if you do something a hundred times, you should be pretty good at it. Unfortunately, I don't know that I'm pretty good at doing this podcast, but I know that over these 100 episodes, these 99 episodes to date, you guys have been so amazingly supportive. You've been uh, encouraging and kind and helpful and giving me ideas and giving me uh, things to think about and throwing in your two cents and your opinions on things. Uh, no one has a monopoly on good ideas in this hobby. And I certainly don't. You guys have been just absolutely unbelievable. I think it's important for you to know that this is something I love to do. Like I do this because I love it. I do this podcast. I started this podcast because I thought there was room for someone to come and talk about vintage. As you guys have heard over the last 99 episodes, a lot of those times I like to do it with my friends, other people that I consider to be uh, more knowledgeable than me or have a unique skill set in, in the hobby and can bring that information to you guys, can bring that knowledge and share it with you guys. It's so cool. And it's fun to talk about cards with your friends. Let's be honest. It's, it's like, okay, you want to spend an hour doing that every week? Yes, please. Thank you. And to get you, let you guys be a part of that in listening and watching is incredibly special. 
for my 100th episode, I'm still trying to figure out what I should do. And this is where I need your help. This is where audience participation is not only requested, but it's required because I want to make this an episode that you guys will enjoy. What do you guys think I should do? Should should it be like a super question and answer session? Uh, do you guys want to um, come, you know, ask me a bunch of questions on Instagram or on in comments that I can can answer during the 100th episode? Do you want me to bring on past guests that have been on the show and kind of just do a, a lineup of these guys and and have them maybe tell a quick story or, or talk about something recent in their hobby experience? Tell me what would make the most sense to you guys to help me figure this out because I genuinely don't know which direction I want this to go. And I, and I really want some, you know, audience feedback on this. It would be <laughs> helpful <laughs> to say the least. So again, as you guys have come along with me on this journey, I'll say this again during the hundredth episode, I'm so grateful. Uh, this podcast between YouTube and uh, podcast is close to half a million views and listens that people have consumed this content. That is unbelievable to me that so many of you care to listen to this and take the time out of your schedule to, you know, whatever you're doing to put me on, whether it's on YouTube or podcast. Thank you. So that is it for today. I wanted to show you what Chris had sent me because it was awesome. I wanted to talk about the baseball hall of fame a little bit and yeah, get your guys ideas on what I should do for episode number 100. It'll be a fun celebration. Thank you guys for watching. Thanks for listening as always. And Hey, keep collecting. Catch you later.